welcome back to the Film Reel Cast, the podcast that just keeps giving. And this week, in this week of times of energy crisis and there's fuel crisis and people are just being rinsed of their money, it's nice to get something free. And as usual, this free, wonderful podcast is here. And Neil is expensive, but he's here anyway. Neil, how are you, mate? I'm well, and you know I'm I'm as cheap as chips, aren't I? Let's be honest. Don't don't sugarcoat it. Fucking You're out. a prostitute. You could, you'd be high class. Well, you could buy me for a packet of polos. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that? Because <laughs> I knew you'd pay more. <laughs> it was worth it. Seriously, it was well worth it. <laughs> yeah, chocolate digestives. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, it's good to have you on the pod, mate. We didn't do it last week. Uh, it was just a really, really busy schedule. When we was going to do the Matrix, we may have done it last week, but I don't, can't even remember. But we're going to do the Matrix 2. Instead, we are doing Dawn of the Dead. Just a filler. Well, next week, we should be back on track with the Matrix 2. But we're not doing the 1978 um, George A. Romero. Uh yeah. We're doing something different. It's just on Netflix. And I just thought I'd just pull something out of the bag, which is nice and short. And we're doing The Dawn of the Dead, but we're doing the 2004, which is directed by um, Zack Snyder. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it comes with a lot of promise, especially, I mean, I hadn't seen this film, um, but I really enjoyed it. And the, the review is on our YouTube channel. It's a very short review, a film reel cast on YouTube, um, of his Army of the Dead that he did. And it's like a Marmite yeah. film. You either love it or hate it. Where Have you seen it? And what side of the fence are you on? I did. And I'm one of those annoying people that's in the... Am I? No, I didn't like it, actually. It was it was pretty pants. I was going to try and be nice about it, but it was quite boring. Ah. I, didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. It was, yeah. I liked Anna um, Della Ragura in it, who plays... Um, Maria Cruz, mm. she's one of the reasons to watch it. I actually <laughs> gave it a really high score, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, because I know that there's so many things wrong with that film. Uh, yeah. And if we really pulled it apart, and if we did like a proper review on it, I'd probably be different. But I did a, a review just after watching it on Netflix. Yeah. And I really had good fun with it. I enjoyed it, the, the zombie tiger and... Just, uh, there there was stupid things with regards to the baby and stuff like that, and that was nonsense. And they kind of, in a way, addressed that in this film, the um, the 2004 film. But, I mean, it's got a good cast. Um, I love Bing Rhymes. I mean, he's always going to be Marcellus Wallace, uh, as cool as just... quotes. I mean, yeah. the guy is just so cool. Bakai Pfeiffer. A brilliant in AR. He should be a doctor, that man. He is so good. <laughs> and you've true. got um, Phil Dumphy as well, Ty Burrell as Steve. I mean, from Modern Family. I cannot take that guy serious. Uh, if you, you watch you Modern can't. Family, I have seen it. Yeah, you can't take him serious. It's, it's just so funny. And uh, Michael Kelly always plays a baddie. Sometimes comes good. And it's interesting when you watch this film and this is like a remake of the as i say the 1978 one where again that is set in a uh, a shopping mall so they kind of do play homage to those um like the scenarios and stuff like that they go in a slightly different direction but if you would have had like a a shot from like reservoir dogs with this cast all walking down and you paused it i'm pretty confident 
you could have guessed by the end of the film who was going to live, who was going to die. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, there again, did you watch it until the end of the credits? Yes, I did, yeah. There you go. So, But no, you are right. It's um, Yeah, you could tell, couldn't you, who was going to survive it, really, from the beginning. Yeah. Definitely. But, yeah. So what, yeah. what were you like on the zombie front? Do you kind of go to those films? Do you like The Walking Dead and stuff like that? Do you know, I, I I watched a lot of the series of The Walking Dead, and then I sort of got a bit Walking Dead out, if you like. I, it was a bit, it just went on and on and on and on and on. So I haven't seen the last couple of series. Um, I do like zombie films. I, I like the comedy one, um, Zombieland, which is just, I love that. Um, yeah. It's just hilarious. Obviously, Shaun of the Dead, again, hilarious. Um no, I do like zombie films. I just think there's been a lot of them yeah. recently, and it was it was nice to watch this again. I saw this years ago. Oh, really? And, yeah, I've seen it before, and I sort of sat there and I go, "Oh, yeah, I think it's this film." Blah blah blah, and sort of went through it, and I was right, and I did I did enjoy it the first time I watched it. Um, but yeah, I do like a zombie film, but I think it's hard to keep them original now, isn't it? Because it's yeah, it's all been really done. difficult. Yeah, it's really hard to from the slow walking zombies. And I think, I mean, when it kind of started, it really reminded me of planet terror. I don't know if you've seen that, like the grindhouse films. Uh, and I didn't know whether it would kind of be in that B movie format in the hospital. And mm. It just, um, I think it's Rosie O'Gowan. I, th- I think that's her name. I, I can't really remember to be honest, but uh, I probably pronounced that completely wrong, but it reminded me of, um, Oh, Rose McGowan uh, in the hospital with the, when she approached that doctor and she's talking at the start that and they've got Josh Brolin who's another doctor as well and it was really really B-movie really gritty but it, it yeah. kind of didn't go in that direction but I, I do like zombie films but um, the oh my god you just spoken about it earlier with regards to what's the one with Woody Harrelson in uh, Zombieland uh, yeah, Zombieland, brilliant film. Yeah, and that, that's always a go-to with regards to uh, kind of shoot them in the head and the cardiovascular work and stuff like that. Yeah. And I always think about that now, especially when people are being chased by zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do your cardio. Yeah, Fat it's so, so first. good. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> but I'd, I'd not seen this film, and I'd seen, like, City of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead. Um, I think I'd seen the original Dawn of the Dead. And they done that. Um, they also did the Bloodline one as well, didn't they? Uh, which was quite a modern one. Uh, I, I must admit, I can't remember. I mean, oh, the one with Brad Pitt. Uh, no, that's Z, uh, Z Nation, isn't it? But yeah, they did like I don't know, it's like Land of the Dead Bloodline or something like that. It's like a oh, modern okay. one. I mean, there's been so many. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy them. But it's difficult to to know where to take them to make them original, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. That's the thing. I think we've just gone for a massive spate, <clears throat> excuse me, of just people throwing zombie films at you. It's a bit like, at the moment, you know, it's just superhero film after superhero film. Yeah. And they're all good in their own way, but you're like, can we have a break from it for a little bit? And I think that's exactly how I feel about zombie films at the moment, because it's just, you know, let's think about something else. Yeah, and I always find it interesting that zombie films 
uh, are always set in a world where there clearly aren't any zombie films. Yeah, yes, I was thinking that when I watched this because you're like, yeah. you wouldn't do that, would you? Because every zombie film you've ever seen would tell you not to do it. But yeah. clearly, like you say, it's, they've never been made. It's really <laughs> strange, isn't it? That <laughs> yeah. If someone would have made a zombie film, they would have made millions and millions because it was an original idea. But they don't think, no one says, oh, they're The Walking Dead, they're zombies, we need to shoot them in the head. It's yeah, like they exactly. just don't know this. It's something new and it doesn't make any sense. I oh, know it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? And they say, you know, they go, "Oh, I don't know how they're uh, how it's happened." And when people are coming in with bikes and stuff like that, it's like, yeah. "Come on, guys, it's fucking obvious, isn't it?" But yeah. there you go. It's so so good. And on YouTube, you, if you put "Making of Dawn of the Dead," there is like Zack Snyder commentary of this with the extra bits. Um, and there's a hell of a lot of extra bits, um, hmm. and they actually show you the making of it, um, the okay. different zombies, and like, the makeup, and like, the stuntmen. And I mean, I watched this film twice this week, and just before we did the pod, I watched the making of it. So I kind of fully emerged myself into this film, and it's really interesting. Um, and you can see where some of the ideas that he had in this that he didn't actually do, that he brought in, like, to Army of the Dead. Uh, oh. and, like, Zack Snyder's a massive um, zombie fan. They bought the rights of this uh, from the original uh, Dawn of the Dead, which, obviously, I didn't realise. But it starts off, and it surprised me, that you see our main characters and I suppose in a way, I mean, what you think you've got Anna, Sarah Polly who plays Anna. She's the nurse. Um, her possibly, uh, Ving Rhymes and Jack Webber, who, who's played like a love interest, a temporary love interest are the three main characters in this, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's definitely more, uh, Ving and Sarah Polly that are the main characters and you know I'm not being funny like you said when you know who's going to die I think as soon as that interest started happening between Jake I instantly thought I bet he's going to cop it sort of thing yeah, yeah that's what I thought it's, uh, it was quite funny because even after five minutes you get your first death scene your first attack scene don't you which is it is quite comical because um she comes open hospital hard day at work and on the radio obviously there's the broadcast of people being attacked and stuff which she decides yeah. not to listen to and just puts <laughs> music on which is a, a real trope in itself isn't it when there's yeah. like warning and stuff like that it's just I'll ignore it and I'll just carry on and yeah, it, I work strange. in hospitals but I'll ignore the fact that this shit's going on it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly she goes home and decides to make out of her husband and I love the fact that you see this little girl Vivian from the start and uh, I was hoping, the only thing that disappointed me in this film, and it did make up for it in Army of the Dead, was I love seeing the zombie cheerleaders. And you do see, <laughs> and I take it, it is the same girl, Vivian, we see later, isn't it, in a minute, in like, after five minutes. Because it isn't their daughter, yeah. I think. No, and, yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, because there's no mention of any children, and she doesn't actually pay attention if she has got children. But he wakes up, and you see this Vivian who... He, who um, they spoke to earlier or she's on her roller skates with her helmet on and she's there and she attacks the husband and bites him on the neck. And I really wanted her to be a zombie on roller skates with the safety <laughs> helmet on. It would have been so much better. I think <laughs> it would have been funny, wouldn't it? It would have been funny. Yeah. I think it would have had a bit of tongue and cheek to a subject that 
deserves a bit of tongue and cheek to it. You know, I don't yeah. think you can take these too serious. And I think it would have been awesome, especially after five minutes. But that girl, when she was having her makeup done, actually uh, kind of on set, that she never saw what she looked like. They never gave her a mirror because of her age and how disturbing. Oh, really? It. Yeah. So, yeah. and her mum was there all the time. And it's really, really good makeup. The only time she saw what she looked like was once it was filmed and she actually saw the film. So it was really, really clever. And they really protected her as well on set with regards to the kind of hours worked and what she was able to see. Uh, but she was absolutely brilliant. And she's been in other films as well, played different zombies and monsters and stuff like that. So, yeah. She's found niche. Yeah, yeah. But the husband, and I take it is a husband, does get taken out and it amazes me when some child who looks like a zombie the dead has just bitten her husband on the neck and that that isn't the bit that freaks her out it's more the fact that her husband's dying and bleeding out it's really weird reaction i find her reaction around her partner and stuff quite odd anyway because there's you don't really ever see any sort of you know She's never upset about it, if you see what I mean. Like, afterwards, there's no, no mention of it or anything. And it's just like, oh, well, that happened. You know, yeah, oh, there's a one moment on where she cries, isn't there? But I, I took it that she was crying just at the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And it's, I don't know. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. very strange. But mm. And there's... I don't, I don't know, there's no kind of like, she's obviously shit scared of it, but there isn't a reaction of, of talking to herself as in, oh my God, he's got up from the dead and he's no. been bitten, what the hell's going on? And, and it's it's a really, really strange reaction. It's a good tense scene, but you know for a fact, immediately she's going to be the hero of this and that she isn't going to die. So the tension isn't there because you anyone who knows their zombie films knows that you can't get bitten or even scratched, I think, isn't it? Depends which film it is, yeah, but generally it's biting, is the, is the rule. Cause yeah, uh, and I was a bit disappointed at the makeup of this, but when I looked at the commentary, um, they explained that in the first third of the film, a lot of the people you'll see, uh, because it's just broken out, are more human looking, as if they're people who could be present in like an ER room. Yeah. And in uh, the middle uh, third of the film, that they're kind of a bit more kind of creepy, lost a bit more weight, and then in the last part, that because there isn't any food, their skin's hanging off, and kind of they're malnourished, and they broke it down to the three parts. And when oh, you okay. watch the film, that's you'll see that slow um, oh, like regression of them kind of being cubes to zombies. Yeah, yeah, that's quite, quite I like that. Yeah, and and that kind of like thought. Oh yeah, fair enough. That's I was moaning about that, but. <laughs> that makes perfect sense but i, I do does. like the fact and it's all green screen as well when she gets out and she and she's in the car and she looks around at all the houses that's one massive green screen really i yeah. never knew that i never picked that up. I, I have to be honest the scene with her in the bathroom was so tropey yeah oh god yeah it ticks the boxes doesn't it oh didn't it oh i can't get the window open i can't get the window open oh he smashes <laughs> through the door oh look the window opens it was just yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the part where they kick and their legs are still there to add to the tension. But why do they never get bitten on the legs? I never, ever. No, they don't. It's like zombies don't like feet or something. <laughs> They're like, oh, feet. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
but it, it's really good fun when she runs outside to get in the car and again it's been done in so many different films that um the guy's got the opposite with a gun and he just gets <laughs> yeah. taken out by an ambulance <laughs> it was i yeah. love that i found that funny yeah i, I did think, find that funny any random death it's like um that film where and i can't even remember it now but where you die or where you cheat death final destination where oh, you've got yeah, the yeah. friend who steps out and the bus hits her and <laughs> it's just bang I, I think they're brilliant deaths they're so so good yeah definitely oh. but, but she uh, kind of escapes and she has a crash and then it flicks to um like a break in the news where you do see um where the credits load up uh, and I take it someone from like the United Nations who's being interviewed and he's clearly got no clue as to the severity of the situation, what it's caused and how to deal with it. And it, it's completely dumb to the idea, isn't it? Oh, definitely. He has no freaking idea, does he? It's again, obviously zombie movies haven't been made because he just has no idea what the hell is going on <laughs> whatsoever. It's, it's quite funny. <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> Clearly, it's we know so good. In, but you don't. It's fine. It's all right. Don't I wonder if Dracula it. came down that they wouldn't know who Dracula was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, it, so she crashes, and conveniently, um, old Ving, who's a police officer, and he finds her, and they then run into um, Mackay Pfeiffer, which, again, I've got problems with because he's a really good actor, and Ving wanted this part, and he kind of made his agent hunt down um, the writers, hunt down Zack Snyder uh, and James Gunn as well, saying that he wants a major part in this film. He really, really, really wanted to be in it. Yeah. And, and I just wonder whether if uh, Mackay Pfeiffer had the same thing, because I think he was wasted in this because he plays someone who's just a complete idiot, really, isn't he? His girlfriend's <laughs> pregnant. And understandably... Yeah. He wants to protect the girlfriend, but even when, a bit later on, he kind of goes beyond rational thinking, doesn't he? Just for oh, the sake massively. of she's pregnant. Massively. I mean, no, I'm not being funny. No one would do that, would they? It's just what he no. what he decides to do is just absolutely nonsensical. You just wouldn't do it. No, it would be heartbreaking, but you've, just, you've seen what's going on, and then he decides he's going to go and do that course of action. It just... Yeah, it, no. it makes no sense. And it's a real shame because I think his part was wasted in this. I think he'd have done a, a whole lot more and been a much better character. But, yeah, it's just, I suppose, he got paid at the end of the day and he was quite happy with what he did, but yeah, definitely. he could do better. But they, they do make it to the shopping mall. He wants to go to the, um, it's like a fort where the army have set up and he's, we learned that his brother's in the army, but... Um, but all the army have been wiped out by all of these zombies so it's a pointless mission of where he is mm. so they're kind of kept in the shopping mall which i personally would have stayed in there i think that's an excellent place and if it's barricaded up well even on the bottom floor you could have stayed in there for ages you would have had so much fun in that shopping mall couldn't you you could and it'll have loads of food and that, like entertainment like you say it would just be it would be amazing, but I often find it quite a strange choice because surely it could be absolutely rammed of people, couldn't it? Yeah, it could have been rammed with shoppers. Yeah, you're completely spot on. I never even gave that a thought, to be honest. Because I'm thinking, let's go to one of the most crowded places there is. 
and hope that there's no zombies there. It just it doesn't make common sense to me, other than the fact that there's lots of things there to do. But well, that, that's true, actually. And now you bring that up, which is a really good point. And they, I think it's um, Bing Rams points this out, but the, the zombies are possibly acting on muscle memory, which is why they've come back and mm. to the shopping mall. So surely, if they were attacked, they will be in the shopping mall already, wouldn't they? But, but, but mind you, I suppose it's well, locked yeah. up, isn't it, by the security, maybe? Yeah, I suppose it's, it's just fortunate that, you know, the outbreak happened after they locked up for the night. That's so very convenient. The, all, all the customers have gone home. And it did make yeah. me laugh that when they try and obviously break in to the shopping mall, they throw a toilet through his massive shop window, glass goes everywhere, loads of noise, and then they creep down the main hall of the... <laughs> <laughs> to not make any noise after throwing a toilet through a window. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and again, <laughs> and you do get like, the tropes when they're in the shopping mall and they split up. But Kai Pfeiffer goes and, well, a token gesture, he comes across a zombie the other side of the window, and that's his kind of journey. Is anything going to happen to him? And you also see um, it's Michael... He goes on a little journey and looks around a sports shop. And you know the facts of the rules of these films. One of them is going to come across a zombie and have a fight. But it's yeah. it's so funny. There's so many kind of unwritten rules on these films. And when they're trying to make them original, as a viewer, you think, Mackay Fife has seen one, but he hasn't come into contact. So Michael, therefore, has got to actually see one. And he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, one tick. Uh, we'll wait and see what happens. And you did uh, at the at the beginning, you know, because a lot of the characters in zombie films are just cannon fodder. So mm. you do you do think, oh, is he gonna is he gonna cop it, sort of thing. But yeah, very quickly uh, you realise that he's not gonna. No, you realise it's quite a major part. But yeah. if if you know there's people around who are zombies or monsters or the undead or whatever they are. And you're in this uh, one side of the door and you can see movement on the other side of the door. Would you honestly open that door? No, I'd barricade the fucking thing and go yeah. back and say to people, guess what? There's a zombie beyond that door. Yeah. Don't go in it, there. No. <laughs> Have a gun. He's got like a bloody croquet hammer. That he's standing. It's just, it's absolutely <laughs> awful, but it's really, really good because they do have a fight and the, and it's a brilliant death. You do see the mop laying on the floor, which is convenient because you know that's going to be a weapon later on. And when they're rolling around, he gets that mop handle and he sh- or the croquet stick handle and he shoves it up his chin through the top of his head. And th- the special effects are absolutely brilliant because what they did was they created like a prosthetic head and it's a mm. mold and it's so lifelike uh, that you honestly you just can't tell the difference it looks like special effects but very very good special effects but it's an actual dummy it's so clever yeah no i think i have to be honest i think the special effects in this film are pretty good to be honest even you know because it is a lot of prosthetics isn't it and stuff like that you know when there's scenes later on of heads getting shot off and blown up and stuff like that and it yeah you know it looks fairly realistic yeah. yeah, I mean, what they did with a lot of things, um, like when they're on the roof and they're naming people like Burt Reynolds and <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell to shoot and stuff like that, they're all stuntmen. 
and they've got quite thick wigs on with packs in the back of their head that do blow up. So mm. it releases brain like brain matter and blood as well. And you actually see the like, designs of how they're built uh, by the special effects crew. And it, it's so clever. And when the people get shot in the head, um, spoiler alert, because we're going to spoil this film, like we do every single film. If you don't know that by now, then you're a very sad person. But <laughs> Phil Dunphy gets shot and killed in this. Um, which is, and it's such a trope, because what he does, he turns around earlier on in the film, and you know he may as well break the fourth wall in this, because it's just terrible. When he says to Anna, if I ever turn into a zombie, you can shoot me in the head, and she's like, well, great pleasure, I will. And you know for a fact that that means he's going to turn oh, into yeah. a zombie, and she's going to shoot him in the head. Oh, definitely. And definitely. when he turns and gets shot by her, what these people do, and it's so clever, is that they've got behind their backs they wear this padding and to protect their spine and they've got a long tube that comes out just below their neck and they and it's full of uh, obviously fake blood and again brain matter and they control the explosion themselves so oh, it actually fun. explodes and shoots up so when a lot of these people get shot in the head um, you actually see the splat go behind them it's because they've controlled it themselves because they know how their body's going to act and it just shoots up and it's so clever and so effective no, that's that's brilliant, isn't it? That is fantastic, and you know, to think that it's all done from their own. Yeah, it's solution. brilliant practical. Effects. Yeah, it's, it's great, and as you said, it's like it's great that it's practical rather than all special effects. Well, it's nice, isn't it? Because if it's all CGI, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't become particularly believable, if you like, with with the special effects and, and stuff like that. So it's nice that they still have old school ways of doing stuff and yeah. really clever ways of doing it and like you say if he's pressing the button himself he knows that when it's going to go off exactly and how he can act and stuff like that and he can make it more realistic because i suppose he would feel the yeah it, explosion or whatever you know that's right he can do it with his body and move rather yeah. than one of the uh one of the stunt coordinators doing it yeah but and it's interesting because you do get the the five characters, I think it's five characters or six characters, and then they obviously have to increase that. And there is another zombie attack where uh, Mackay Pfeiffer's missus gets scratched and she covers that up. Um, and she goes upstairs, and then they come across three more security guards. And you know, out of those three security guards, especially the fact that um, Michael Kelly, who's CJ, who's like the head of them, that he's bad, but he's going to have a very tiny origin story of being a baddie and somehow from wanting to kill them and having them as prisoners, using them as bait and cut, turning them out that they accepted him as a good guy pretty quick. Didn't they? Oh, very much so. The turn round with them. But well, there again, I guess they were just desperate by that point, weren't they? To be honest. Yeah. But yeah. he's uh, a, such a dick in this film, isn't he? Oh, it, then, it's terrible. <sighs> Him and his little protege. Um, yeah. Uh, they're just fucking knobheads. They really are. They play their characters very well. You instantly just dislike them. Thank God. You can imagine that before all this happened, they walked around the security guards thinking they are proper big bollocks. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Oh. And, they, and they don't initially allow them on to the, like, the top floor of the shopping centre, but then they kind of have them there. But 
they have to hand over their weapons and they're more kind of captive than guests yeah. there, aren't they, in, to a certain degree. But And, and again, I, I kind of found it quite funny that then you see Michael, when he's trying to talk to CJ, that it's almost as if he, he's trying to be really clever and playing mind games, as if like, well, what do you want us to do next? And Michael comes up with this idea and makes out that it's CJ's idea <laughs> that he's a clever guy. And I kind of thought, CJ isn't smart enough to obviously work this out, what he's doing, but it doesn't add anything to the story. No, no, it doesn't. No, you're right. It doesn't add anything, but I suppose it just shows how thick CJ is. And he just thinks he's some big shot when he isn't. Mm. Oh, definitely. And, it, and the funny thing is when they were, um, when he had stitches, because um, Ving cuts himself and they, they make a point of showing him cutting himself when he falls into the fountain. Yeah. Where, or when he's kind of resting with a zombie, and that, there's never kind of any payoff for that, is there? No, not at all. I, I wondered why they, because I thought that why, you know, surely something's going to happen with it. Oh, is he going to get infected because he fell in the same water as the zombie that was dead, or yeah. something like that? But nothing came of it at all. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe that is an idea that they were going to run with, but then decided not to. Yeah. That's what I wonder whether there'd be blood, blood transfer through the cup mm. without the open wound. But as you say, there was no mention of that. Um, but you do learn that the secrets that people are keeping and that Mackay Five was keeping Luna's secret that she's been cut. But I suppose yeah. at that time, they're really not too sure as to what changes them, if it's a bite or if a scratch is like that. But even when it comes pre- um, evident later on that he still has that dick move of covering it up, which is, it's understandable, but there's not really any payoff for it, is there? No, he his character in this is really confusing, isn't it? I know he's obviously loves his girlfriend and he wants to have his child and stuff, but it's just, it's just so odd. I just, yeah. You know, it's very unbelievable, isn't it, that someone would do that? Yeah. And cover it up and carry on the facade. Yeah. Do you think that he then, I know he, he knows what's going to happen, because you can yeah. tell on his face he knows that she's doomed, but they, yeah. they decide to remain there. They'd be better off just leaving mm. and seeing what he can do on his own rather than staying there and heighten the chances of someone there as they do in the end execute her when she turns into a zombie but when they go on the roof and there's that helicopter and it's the army flying over and they've got sos um, painted on top of the roof what reason do you think it was that the helicopter didn't actually stop bearing in mind that they're all humans and it, they even put out on the radio and on tv that if we find you we'll come and rescue you i don't know i thought they were just scouting the area to see if they could find any survivors but again nothing else else happens with that does it you see one helicopter go over once and then you don't see another one do you no it's really weird isn't it that they didn't didn't pick them up and that didn't come into play but yeah it just doesn't make any sense but one thing that is quite strange is you see the guy over the road he's in like a gun shop on the roof and throughout the film that um ving and him build up kind of relationship you see them playing like chess together and they're holding up a board and communicating through like binoculars reading the board Proper and, dance, isn't 
it is a bit of a bromance. And in the extra scenes uh, of this, he actually does a video diary. Oh, really? And, yeah, and he's recording himself, and he's in the shop. Uh, it goes on, and it's terrible, honestly. Oh, it's, really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it doesn't add anything. He's just talking about how hungry he is, and there's kind of like flashbacks, and it's just... I'm so glad they left this out. I mean, they left a lot of violence out because the MPA blocked a lot of it and they put it in the uncut version. But they also added so many more news reports of going back to the hospital and interviewing doctors and people who have been bitten. Okay, that's interesting. I thought it sounded like it was going to be really quite interesting and then you just said it really isn't. So I won't be going back to watch that. No, it's worth watching (laughs) it for the special effects to see how they did that because that's absolutely oh, no. brilliant yeah definitely but, um but the kind of the last i'd say the last half an hour is just they put in all of the added extras of like, the video diary and things like that mm. things that didn't need to be in it and it would have ruined it because it would have made it too serious and padded out for characters who had no arc whatsoever i mean who, the guy in over the road to be honest didn't give you anything you knew he was on his own but apart from that, you didn't really give a shit about him whether he lived or died, did you? No, I think it was the the romance between, or say romance, the bromance between him and Ving, so Kenneth, was nice. It was quite fun watching that sort of going on and seeing their relationship develop. And you did sort of think, oh, it'd be really nice if they did manage to get him and, you know, get away and stuff. But as most films like this go there's probably no chance it's going to happen so you try not to get too connected to them do you no no i think you know to a certain degree of people who you can invest in and people who you can't invest in and it's mm-hmm. and because of these characters i think it got to i mean it's it's on about i thought about 36 35 minutes where new characters are kind of brought into this because the film reaches a bit of a stalemate where there aren't any zombies and nothing's really happening and a lot of the characters aren't building on their characters. There's no arcs. Like, you've got the two people who are on um, CJ's side, the two other security guards. They're bringing nothing. They're like stupid cops from Police Academy, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah, no, it's you're right. It is stale, and it's like, well, what's going to happen? Yeah, and they're just going to stay in a mall, and yeah, some of them get locked up, and the other ones yeah. aren't, and you know, it's yeah. It They've got to, to turn somewhere. on each other, or zombies have got to come in because even Mackay Pfeiffer and Ludo, his missus, is not part of it, and he keeps taking her away to protect her because obviously he's very doubtful as to the success rate of her living because of a scratch on her arm, so. Yeah. And it gets to the stage where they're on the roof, and thankfully they they do bring fresh blood, uh, fresh blood in, um, and you get this lorry turning up with this old lady with more people on it, and they do take out quite a few zombies. And when they arrive, yeah. you've got a very mixed bag of people, and you've got this massive fat lady who's in a wheelbarrow, <laughs> and in fact that is an actual that's a bloke with um, loads of makeup on being that stunt man that is yeah it's an actual guy they put loads of makeup on and they change the wigs around so many times to make it look like a female and it's a bloke in that yeah it's really cool cool. yeah because you should hear him speak 
and he, <laughs> he, he makes a joke about them looking up his skirt when he's on that wheelbarrow of his legs <laughs> quite apart. And they do. It's yeah. weird, because they are sort of looking like they're going, oh, God. It's oh. so funny. But it is funny. He, he or she looks so rough. It looks like someone who's been dead for a long time in Seven. That one sitting at the table, I think it's gluttony. Yeah. That, oh. There's no way you'd do anything for her. She's got veins sticking out of her arm like she's a corpse and she's virtually turning. And it's it's just quite funny because she's a goner, basically. She might as well have a bloody tag on her toe. Yeah, <laughs> she might as well, yeah. Try and rock uh... her into the body bag. She, she's gone. She's gone. Yeah. But... And it's through her that you realise that stuff is actually going wrong because... And it's a great change from her. And, and it's really, really good the way they they leave these things in these kind of films for the audience. And again, if you've watched any types of these films, even TV series like The Walking Dead, she dies. And then they do the classic thing of turning their back on her. But half the screen is left open for her. And she does this Mike Myers sitting up thing. And then she, one of the eyes kind of glazes over into like blue. And she chases after Anna. And Anna just picks up this uh, fire poker and just rams it right through her head. It's a really good death. Well, it is. The run that guy that's pretending to be a woman does is absolutely genius as well. It's oh, just so fucking funny. It's yeah. superb, isn't it? <laughs> it's just but fucking fantastic. It's like the first indication of things happened. And that's sadly when they realise that the guy watching who's been bitten on the hand, who openly tells everyone I've been bitten on the hand, knows that really he's a goner as well. And it's only a matter of time. And Michael decides to take it upon himself to go and shoot him in the head. I know that he's alive and he's a human at this time, but Michael's right, isn't he? Oh, he's right. I mean, I suppose you could handle it in a different way and say, look, mate, you're going to die because you're going to turn into a zombie. It's up to you. We either throw you out the door now and you become one of them or we can shoot you or you can shoot yourself. Which one do you want to do? Or, you know, or maybe not shoot yourself because you could turn the gun on them. But, you know, the fact yeah. that you just turn up and go, and she goes in there first, like an absolute dick. And goes, they're going to come kill you. It's it like, was oh, shit. That was, that was absolute on. shit. I bet she was yeah. a fucking grass at school. I bet oh, she of was. She was. Of course she was. Teacher, teacher. <laughs> and then yeah. she goes to that other guy who's sitting there with nothing to do with it. Yeah, why don't you shoot him as well? He's yeah. like, whoa, 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 what are you on about? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on. <laughs> I didn't do anything. But yeah, it's a real <laughs> shit way of, of dealing with that situation, which is never good. It would have been easier. And it, it looked like Ving was quite willing just to walk up and shoot him as well. So they should have just distracted her. Michael gone in there, bang, put one on his head, and that's him dead. Yeah, see you later. Good night. I mean, he, he, no one really knew his name. He didn't mention much of a speaking part, so no, no one's I recognised him. him. I recognised him as an actor, but I couldn't tell you who he was. But, no. Um, yeah, it's, he, he isn't in it for very long, obviously. No, exactly. And then they go and focus on, again, Luda and Mackay Pfeiffer's character, which, I mean... We'll talk about the elephant in the room that she is pregnant and she they do give birth or she gives birth. And this the scene is just so to me, it's so dreadful that he at least he has a common sense of tying her in the bed. Um, so and but she dies. 
But when she's dead, the baby is still moving inside her stomach. And and it's just nonsense because you know what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen. And it would have been better for me. And when I watched this um, with the missus who hadn't seen this either, she said, what is the baby going to eat itself out of her womb? And which would have been so much better, wouldn't it? Yeah, no. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been a bit like alien, couldn't it? Definitely. Mm. But I think I like the fact that it is still an infant. So it's tiny. It's a newborn baby. So it, it wouldn't have been able to have the strength to do it. So, I just found the whole thing really unnecessary. Yeah, and that was a real baby as well. Was it? No. It was. They What they did was the makeup they used on that baby was actually food, baby food. And they and actually show it in the making of this. They CGI, they put the CGI DI special effects, so it's had that yeah. kind of glistening effect. But the actual baby, because um, they wanted to put makeup on him, thought, yeah, maybe we don't put makeup on a baby. So they... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> covered it in different bits of food as makeup and it's yeah according to Zack snyder in the interview it's a real baby so oh I, well fair enough if that's what he said but it, it didn't look, look like one to me it looked look like a real at all especially when it opens his arms up and stuff like that yeah it, it looked like, like a puppet to me to of be course honest. it did yeah i don't think that's true at all but okay but, zach yeah <laughs> so fair enough yeah no exactly that's what i thought cause it, it looks <laughs> a bit fake but it, and it is funny because when they do go back to Anna, who's talking to Michael, she turns around and says, oh, I'm really glad you didn't do it, as in shooting that girl's dad. And as she says that, in the background, you hear a big gunshot where he's changed and Ving Rhymes has put a shotgun to his head <laughs> and just blown his head off. Just <laughs> him up. It's like, yeah, see you later. Do you know, I found this really disappointing at the lack of gore. Did you? Um, I didn't really think about it, to be honest. Um. You, well, you get quite a lot of heads being blown up and stuff, aren't you? When you and, and bits and pieces like that. So no, I don't think it really bothered me to be honest. So I really—that's what I love about the zombie films. I love the gore, and I can't remember. I think it might be Day of the Dead when yeah. they're in the underground, like the original one when they're in the underground bunker. I think it's Day of the Dead Bloodlines, the new one, um, and you get one of the soldiers who's literally pulled in half. And I remember, again, watching the making of it when they got sheep's intestines and that when they pulled this guy in half, they kind of used the sheep's intestines as his intestines of being ripped up. And it was so clever. And I, I love the gore. I think these kind of films gives you uh, the freedom and the opportunity to, to have that gore. And I, and I like the fact that some of the zombies do actually have like limbs missing. And they use that because they've got so many extras in. Um, and it's like a factory of makeup of different stages. And some of them um, who have been cut, there was a really good one, a guy with one arm. And it's at the start when they go to that shopping mall. And he sees them and he starts running after him with one arm. And he actually has got just one arm. And they added makeup to his kind of stump um, to look like veins coming out and things like that. So they, yeah, so it was great that they, included people with various disabilities and used mm, it to their advantage no, as good. extras no that is good and again when you see the zombies like the view from the top of the shopping mall again it's just they've got 300 extras and they just use the special effects to uh, times it into like 1500 of them which i think's really clever yeah it's clever 
but you know special effects do have their place but doesn't it and i just i like the fact that they mix the two and it works quite well because you can't really tell the difference can you which is no nice and, and i couldn't see and we spoke about earlier about the guy opposite who's talking about uh talking to vin who's got the bromance he never had really any part in it and it's very it's stupid way he actually dies that it goes back to the muscle memory as well because they've got this dog and they want to get something over to him he says he's hungry so they use this dog that they find to get food over and for some reason the zombies don't attack this dog who's running through them that that doesn't make any sense to me does it no i guess they don't eat animals but why wouldn't they yeah exactly it's a living thing and it's barking yeah. And they lower it from a, like a crane into a whole group of them, <laughs> and they don't do anything. And if they've, it just doesn't make sense. It's a no. living being, and these zombies no. haven't got brains. They don't think about it. No, of course they don't. They just want flesh, don't they? They want to eat living yeah. flesh, and surely you know. I mean, I know they're in a mall, so you're not going to see any other wildlife. But you know, you'd think they fucking eat anything. So, yeah, it's tropey, tropey, isn't it? But But there was no payoff. Because when they get the dog over there, the dog obviously gets stuck. And it goes through the the cat flap. Then the zombies go through the cat flap. And so the daughter of the dad who's been shot, she loves that dog. And she runs over there to try and rescue it. Oh, no, fucking hell. To be fair... Having being a dog person myself, and it reminded me of John Wick. If they took John Wick's dog, John Wick would be down there with a pencil, and every single <laughs> zombie would be dead. The difference is John Wick could do that, and especially yeah. you know if it was John Wick from John Wick Two, um, it just you kill everyone. Yeah, you know it it's it will be so good. Honestly, the next John Wick takes out zombies. That's it. It will be John Wick. Yeah, legend against the zombies. Yeah. I'd love um, it. It, it, would be, it would be good form, good feel, wouldn't it? But she isn't John Wick. I'm not being funny. She isn't. You know, Nicole no. is not. She's, and, you know, I love dogs. Uh, I think they're amazing animals, but I'm not being funny. I'm not, I wouldn't risk my life to save no. it. Not and she's only had way. it a day. Yeah, exactly. I know she's had her dad shot in the head and she's now got this, massive affiliation with this dog that they found in the parking lot and all this sort of stuff. But still, you've got to be fucking stupid, haven't you, to run, do what she does, get in a lorry and drive across and basically, you know, go into a building full of zombies. Yeah, it's not even her dog. It's just... No. It's nonsense. If it was something that she brought along with her and it was a childhood friend and stuff like that, then fair enough. But they all go across to rescue her and then it just causes absolute carnage. It really does. And also we haven't gotten to the fact that the old lady who originally turned up driving the lorry ends up shooting Mackay Pfeiffer's missus who's turned into a zombie. And <laughs> she gets shot in the, the same time as well. So in that one scene, you've got old lady who's like Dirty Harry. She gets taken out. Mackay Pfeiffer does, the baby does, and the girlfriend does. Oh, that's... The... That, like I say, that whole thing for me was completely unnecessary. I understand why they did it with the birth of the baby and all this sort of stuff. But I'm not being funny. She goes to check on him and he's 
there holding a zombie baby and with a gun and his missus is dead. Oh no, she's there, isn't she? Uh, yeah, she's there. With a gag in her mouth or a belt in her mouth to gag her to stop him, stop her biting him. And yeah. he goes, oh, have you come to kill my family? It's like, what do you mean kill your family? They're fucking dead, mate. They're, you know, yeah. they're already dead. It, yeah, it, exactly. It just didn't resonate with me whatsoever. It was just like, oh, come on. You know, and there was a lot of moments in this film. I guess that is just bomb zombie films, though, isn't it? You sit there and you go, seriously, people, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do this. But it's, it's entertaining. You just need to sort of look past that a little bit, don't you? Yeah, it doesn't make much sense, but um, it's a... Uh... Yeah, I, I just don't see what they got out of it. And the fact that she dies, kind of unnecessary death, and yeah. that that wasn't going anywhere. I mean, it, he was never going to have that baby, and it was never going to work out, and it never brought anything to the story. It didn't add anything. It was just it was pointless. If the baby would have survived and it would have been human... And he had to look after that baby. That would have been better. But again, it would have annoyed me because yeah. it would have slowed the story down having a baby in there. I mean, I hate these films when they've got babies and the, like, the baby has to be quiet. Otherwise, it will give stuff away. I mean, just leave the baby somewhere in a drawer and just go. I know that sounds well, pretty heartless, but it's just, <laughs> it annoys me as a viewer. Yeah, no, I'm not, you know, if you go on to... Um that long series of zombies when she when the main characters misses have a baby it sort of started going downhill quite considerably to me because it was very much like that it's like oh everyone's concentrating on the fucking baby all the time it's like oh come on you know i know it's a twist in in the story and stuff like that but yeah i'll kind of have to side with you on that and i know it sounds harsh just leave it in a drawer but it's just it doesn't add anything does it no, not the at all. The whole thing, the scene didn't add anything. I think it, they just wanted to show his love for his family and how much he's wanted to have this kid and stuff like that. But in all seriousness, it just it, it's utter nonsense. It, yeah. You wouldn't a, do it. No, it's bollocks. But I, I do like the bit, when they go down to the underground car park, and that's when things start to, the film really starts to get going. You get more zombies, and that's on the hour mark. And all of the guys go down there. You get one of the security guards gets taken out. And I love the way he gets taken out because you've got this stuntman. And he is a stuntman. And he's actually got no legs in real life. And he's climbing <laughs> on the pipes. And he's on this like kind of zip wire to aid him, obviously, um, in real life. And it's brilliant. He climbs on the pipes and just jumps down and just gets the bloke by the neck. And he yeah. just, again, bites another chunk. And that's another numpty down who we didn't know. And then you get this really good shootout where they're penned into this cage and they're running out of ammunition. And it's Michael who decides to like, douse them in petrol. And I think in any film, I think it's an amazing stunt when someone is set on fire. It just looks so good. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It does look good. It's You do wonder how they do it. I mean, it's yeah. a bit, you know, to be on fire that long and stuff like that. But I, I loved it when this guy died. It was I know that sounds horrible, but his character was such a twat. Yeah, I just I was looking forward to when he was going to bite it. Yeah, and it was only a matter of time, wasn't it, when he yeah. bit the dust? To be honest. Yeah, definitely. But it was lovely when he did because it's like, oh, thank God, because you're yeah. annoying. 
you want him out of the way and you know once he's out of the way then that's that chapter over and then yeah. you can just move on and someone else is going to die and it'll be the next pointless character yes generally it is isn't it you're just lining them up like all oh, right on in this particular scene with zombies which one's going to get bitten or ripped in half or whatever yeah yeah and, and that's they kind of have stupid ideas like sending the dog across and stuff like that and it then goes to a really weird direction. They suddenly decide that they don't want to die in the shopping mall. And, <laughs> and it's just nonsense. Because <laughs> they all kind of say it, and it, it's just, it doesn't play out well. It's as if, like, right, this is the final third act, and this is what we're going to do. And you get um, Ty Burrell, Phil Dumphy, Steve in this, who's a like a rich, arrogant idiot he plays that oh, kind of character well. yeah. that he says okay why don't we just escape and go to my boat down by the marina and they're like yeah that is a brilliant idea why don't we do that and to be honest in a zombie apocalypse if you could be on a cruise liner and i know it didn't work out too well with covid on cruise liners but no. if, if you could be on a cruise liner where everyone was safe and this isn't like a virus born infection that it would be the place to be wouldn't it oh, so no, as long definitely. as you had water as long as you had water and food, you'd be you'd be happy as Larry, wouldn't you? And yeah, you know, cruises go out for ages, so you should be all right. It would be a, a fantastic way to survive. But I'm not being funny. You know, they could have probably survived in this mall for a lot longer before they decided, oh, let's let's go on to the next thing. Or I don't, you know. Yeah, it just seemed it to would... be very odd. Like all of a sudden, oh, I don't want to die here. So, okay, no, mate, it, it, it's their only undoing of the reasons of why it's all gone Pete Tong, really, isn't it? Because yeah. if they would have stayed up on that second floor, the zombies would have been downstairs. I know this is a matter of time before they do run out of um, food and stuff, but surely the zombies would have gone at some point. They wouldn't have stayed there. and They probably would have outlived the zombies anyway. you think eventually, if they know they, they can't get in or something else happened, they'd potentially wander off you know, yeah. in in search of food you know in search of something living because but i don't know it just it just it's very odd like you say the decision making is just very odd isn't it that every every part of their downfall is stupidity yeah really and it's just you're completely yeah. right if you hadn't done that this wouldn't have happened but there you go. Yeah, and I, and it would I love have made the, for a boring film, though, wouldn't it? So. It would have done, <laughs> and, and it's still nice knowing that you've got redneck man, cannon fodder, bald bloke, crescent said a lot, cannon fodder, token gesture, um, attractive woman. Again, her name I don't think has been mentioned, and she hasn't said a lot apart from being rogered by um, Steve Phil Dumphy. Yes, and there, and you've got obviously security guard number three, who's kind of turned good. Uh, and then you've got CJ, who's baddie turned good as well. So you know at least four more people, possibly five, the main <laughs> st- uh, the characters. Or they're not main characters, but uh, these characters are going to oh, die yeah. because they've done nothing. So it's it's quite nice that you've still got that. But the, what did it for me, and I love it, when they have the montage of let's escape. Handily enough, there's two buses downstairs that we're then going to do up with loads of armour and then put barbed wire on and oh, no. they're going to weld it and 
cut it and just oh. put steel doors on it. And that montage they did, isn't it handy? Because if I was there, I wouldn't know how to do any DIY or welding. But they've always got people who know how to do it. Oh, they all know how to do it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I was actually half expecting the 18 music to come on. <laughs> and I was disappointed when it didn't, to be honest. Because I was like, come on, let's do it. It's you know, I don't know anyone who welds. And you've got virtually half of this team welding stuff onto the bus. <laughs> exactly. It's true, isn't it? It's, it's completely right. You're completely yeah. right. It's like, right, okay, we're going to do these buses up. Okay, which one? Who wants to do the welding? And they all just put their hands up. It's just, yeah. you know. It's so good. Out. And they've got all of the tools down there. Obviously, they've got the hardware shop. But even if you could give me all of those tools, I would not have a clue to do it. Or if I did, as soon as that bus moved, it would all fall off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd end up accidentally cutting it in half or something yeah. like that. You know, I'd build, just... I'd, yeah, I'd build it so high that it couldn't leave the underground car park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dunk. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I thought the turrets looked good, but obviously, yeah, uh, maybe not We're a good idea. after all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. But, so it's uh, the fallout from their rescue mission of getting this dog back and the woman and stuff like that is what is their downfall is when they realize they for some reason they can't be in the shopping mall and that they go back from their failed attempts you've got redneck man who gets killed because he's being pulled along by cj and he's shooting these zombies as he's he's being pulled along and it's so good isn't it because they're getting closer and closer and the, the look on his face he's absolutely terrified and rightly so and they just jump on him and start eating him. And thankfully, CJ does the right thing. And this is his kind of arc as when he's turning yes. into a good guy, isn't it? Yeah. I think he's realised that he can't just be a dick anymore. He's got to sort of be a part of the team and stuff like that. And he does try and redeem himself. He does redeem himself later, doesn't he? Yeah. But, I, I, yeah. I, and I know it's kind of tropey that he's going to do that. But it works for me. I really like it because yeah. he does become a real team player and a useful member of the team, doesn't he? No, he does. And it's, it is nice that bloke you instantly hate at the beginning of this film because he's just an utter prick. Yeah. At the end, you're like, fair play to you, mate. You sort of, you've made up for it. Yeah. And, it, and it's good. And it needs that. And he plays it well. And it's good. The fact mm. that in this situation, you do need each other and that you would yes. just, you can't hold a grudge. You've just got to be a team and, they do that and it, and it works really well and, and due to them trying to do this rescue mission they jump on the buses and i like the, the action on the buses i and they, again it's a special effects and it does work well when they go outside and they're surrounded and obviously it's kind of cgi but surrounded by so many zombies and one of the bits was cut out when um phil dumphy has his chainsaw and is going along the side of that bus and he's cutting them in half. They actually showed a lot more blood and gore yeah, of people being cut they. in half. That's the thing. It was quite tame, wasn't it, that side of it, to be fair. You saw a couple of legs being chopped off, didn't you? But yeah. generally, you'd think, you know, there'd be a hell of a lot more gore. Yeah. It's just weird how... Because they get stuck, don't they? they? There's so many zombies that they sort of get stopped. And I think yeah. the bit with the barrel is hilarious yeah it's just unbelievable when he shoots that gas canister and you get like a nuclear mushroom cloud (laughs) 
explosion, <laughs> and it is not one bit of damage to their trucks, is there? What made me laugh was the fact that why is this ridiculously hench zombie holding it above his head? Yeah. It's like like muscle memory. Oh, I must lift weight. You know. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> why is he holding it and picking it up? It just didn't make any sense to me. If it would have fallen on the floor, he wouldn't have been able to shoot it. Exactly. It was yeah. like, oh, uh, oh, how can we get him to shoot the barrel? I oh, know. Let's get a really muscly zombie to pick it up and yeah. hold it above his head. It's just. It was it's... still funny. It was still good, but oh, it yeah, like a trophy. I, I, yeah, it was real trophy. I enjoyed it. I. I love that explosion. I'd like to have seen more zombies, like bits being mm. thrown into the air and stuff like that, and fallout of zombies crawling on the floor, bits of them, because they could have really played on that idea. Yeah, they could have. But you've got this, as they all escape, you've got that zombie holding onto the side of the coach and one of the buses. And it's quite funny because that's when the old guy, no name, picks up a chainsaw to cut him in half because Ving is smashing this bus around in so many different ways that Fit Woman, again, with no name, he cuts her in half with the chainsaw. And it's so funny. It really is. It's like, how can we think of a really gory way just to bring the cast down by two more characters? No, it's so odd, isn't it? And it's like, I was watching this going, why is he driving like such a dick? Yeah. He's in this completely overbearing sort of the bus is now ridiculously over heavy mm. and one why is he driving like such a dick and two why has the weird shoe fetish man decided to pick up a chainsaw while yeah. it's bumping around all over the place it was just like well this is only going to go one way isn't it yeah that's it they're not being <laughs> as you say mate they're not being chased by hordes of zombies no, no. But... why drive like a dick it's so good. It is so funny. And in the making of this, they kind of done loads of casts of her body. And where that chainsaw goes down on the, mm. the kind of uh, plus of Paris cast, they actually cut out a diagonal slot and then filled it with those blood bags. Ah. And they just used the chainsaw and cut down those blood bags. So once they cut it down, they could then take it out and add more blood bags and then could do it at a different angle and different angle. Okay. And, yeah, it's, it's it's quite entertaining how they did it, but it's pointless death, and oh, yeah. it it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. But it causes the buses to crash, which again allows uh, Steve to get out, Phil Dunphy, and he gets attacked by the zombie. And that's when you get the the moment he said earlier when he should have broken the full fall. If I ever get attacked by a zombie, shoot me in the head. And Anna comes along. And again, it's when you've seen the making of this and you've seen those kind of blood tubes around the back, um, which they explode for every headshot. And it's done really well. He explodes that headshot himself and he dies. And it's it's really, really good to see when they actually filmed this on set of his reaction of watching it. It's absolutely yeah, brilliant. I but it is. Yeah. I'm glad he died because um, yes. he was another character who was a complete bellend, wasn't he? No, oh, there's so yeah, he was. There's quite a few characters in this that are complete bellends, isn't there? Yeah, uh, and I struggle to take him seriously because I, I love Modern Family so much. He, <laughs> yeah. I just can't take him. So I expect Claire to turn up and tell him off or something like that. It's just yeah, no, absolutely brilliant. But you do get loads of zombies and chasing them, and suddenly she, she manages to uh, pick up the keys. And I did wonder what she went back to his body for to grab, mm. but it's only the keys for his boat. And that's when 
to, to the watching audience who's paying attention, Michael has a bit of a sigh, and you know that something's happened, yeah. and that he's been bitten whilst he was trying to rescue um, Anna and everyone else who's coached the crash. And it, he does like the sensible thing later on, but their bus drives right in to the pier. And I kind of thought, what are they doing? Are they going to try and drive underwater to their boat? I mean, it's way over the top, isn't it? Oh, it's it's like actually, yeah. Uh, with all our welding and everything else we did, we've actually uh, made it a submersible. Uh, it's now submarine, and uh, we're going to go on our <laughs> yeah. travels. It's just, that wouldn't have surprised me. Yeah, it really wouldn't have done. It was just so. Uh, it's I'm so not, funny. It's, it's just the whole thing, isn't it? It's like you said. And you think about it, right, they've got this massive bus, and well done them. They can all weld, and they fit out really nice. I'm surprised there isn't some sort of vending machine in there or a chandelier or something. <laughs> um, but, you know, people or zombies can only run so fast. So surely yeah. just, you know, drive fast enough that they can't get you. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And if they're holding on, so what? Just at the right time, get rid of them. Just- yeah don't need to smash into stuff to do it but it yeah, does no. give um cj his his final part of his arc his, his character change and i like the way he goes out and it's a shame because I, I really started to like him but you knew he had to die didn't you yeah definitely he did he had to die because he was such a fucking arsehole yeah but uh, it's, it is funny how he does the fact that he shoots over the flare so the heat of the bullet lights the flare, <laughs> which then blows up the gas canister. Yeah. It's like, it's oh perfect. my God. I thought yeah. for a moment it was uh, a scene from that wonderful film, Shoot 'em Up. Oh, uh, yeah. And he was going to start shooting bullets off of things to turn a carousel or something. He could have chucked carrots into their heads and yeah, stuff like it that. Just, it would have been super. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's when you get, they all make it to the boat and it, it turns out that, thankfully he has got a boat rather than he was bullshitting about a boat because if he was a liar, then they would have been absolutely screwed at being by the pier with no boat. Yeah. But Michael delivers the heartbreaking news because him and Anna have built up a relationship and uh, this is where he's been bitten and he does a sensible thing because he turns out to be a really sensible guy, a proper hero, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think he's he's is a realist, isn't he? He just understands that he's done everything he can to survive, but he's been unlucky that he's been bitten. And rather than go, well, you know, I'll come along anyway. I'm sure it'll be fine. He's like, I'm yeah. just going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay here. You lot, best of luck to you. Yeah. And he's a very good character. He is a good character. And mm. I think it's it's a good decision that mm. he dies because he, him and kind of being are the two main males left, aren't they? The alpha yeah. males. And, uh, I think it's good that one of them goes. It was never, ever going to be Ving, was it? Not at this point, anyway. Nah, no, he's too hardcore, isn't he? Exactly. And he's left standing on the dock, and he's got a gun. And you don't see it, but you hear the gunshot that he's taken his own life, isn't he? But that's why I took it as anyway. Yeah, I think he has. Rather than being eaten by zombies and then turning, I think he's just thought, fuck that. I'll take my own life. It's my and, choice. Yeah, it goes out the way he wants to go out. And it's interesting that... And I wonder what was going on in this. Because as they sail away, they do a close-up on Anna's face, and she's obviously very sad because the person she actually wanted to, could have had sex with, probably on the earth, that has turned into a zombie. And then the credits come up, 
And then after about five seconds, you get this woman who's topless with her boobs out. And I did wonder <laughs> what was actually happening on this film. I thought, oh, it's getting good for once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got excited. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I didn't particularly like this bit, to be honest. It was a bit odd. I it suppose was. it's quite clever the way they did it. But I'm not being funny. If that Because it's the young security guard, isn't it, that keeps filming them. He's found... Yeah. He's found um, Steve's camera from yeah. his boat, and he's got you know, and they keep saying, "Get that camera out of my face." That the first thing that would have been thrown in the fucking sea. Yes, hundred you percent. Know, it would have been. Let me have a look at that a minute and just chuck yeah, it in the water. Definitely, and it's like fuck off. You know, stop being a dick. Yeah, but it it was quite it was quite fun in the way they did it, and it was quite nice at the fact that they you know a lot of these films they sail off into the distance and find somewhere and it's all good but they don't yeah no and i kind of to a certain degree that they they kind of it annoyed me that they kept showing the credits and then they kept flicking to different Mm. bits and they find this boat with this head in the call box and i don't really understand the point of that i do like it i think it's great fun yeah having a zombie's head in that call box why would you look yeah, it looks brilliant, and I love it. And I wish there was more of that in the film. Mm. But you see that uh, there's maggots on food, they're running out of water, and they do get to this island. And then this dog runs off and starts fucking barking. And if you want to be quiet, and you've got a dog, it's like that baby situation, a dog running off barking. It just alerts everyone, and you find out that the island they've gone to is just full of zombies. I didn't get this either because when they first got on the boat and they start sailing off there's an island right in front of them yeah and then all of a sudden and it looks fairly close then all of a sudden they have sailed off and you know it's a sailboat but yet the engine's on fire and they're running out of food so you know you all know how to weld but you can't lower a fucking sail you know so surely you could have got there a little bit quicker if you needed to. And why would you then go to a fuck off size island? Because there's bound to be lots of people on it, isn't it? Yeah. It, just, it didn't make any sense to me at all. Surely you go to the little island that was closer to see what was there. Yeah, you think so. It's just... <laughs> Maybe it's... that's just my weird logic, but it just... It didn't make any... Yeah, it sort of fell apart. Well, there's a lots of things about this film that aren't. Because I didn't want to know that they all died. and I, I take it that they all died in the end, didn't they? No, they must have done, because they all had them, hundreds of zombies running at them, so I imagine they all copped it. So Yeah, and I just didn't want to know that. I'd like to have, it to have been left, like, did they live, did they not live, or kind of and make up your own mind as to like, the way things work out. I'm pleased that they did, to be honest, because that meant there couldn't be another one. It was sort of chapter <laughs> closed, if you like. On If they wanted to do another Dawn of the Dead, but following someone, you know, that did survive from a different group. But it was quite nice that this story was put to bed. Yeah, yeah, it, it's quite nice. But I always like it in my simple mind of left open to think, oh, what if they did survive? It'd be quite nice yeah. to think that they did, but... Yeah, it kind of makes it final. Bang, that is it. They all got ripped apart. And 
I think there's nice to have been given a bit of hope, but but you never get that in these films, do you? But yeah, that is, that is 2004, um, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. And again, it's a film I hadn't seen. I've watched it twice now this week and the making of as well. And I love, I do like these films and they're very easy watching. And I enjoyed this film and it is really, really good fun to watch. And I think it has got a really good cast. And, and obviously we, we do watch this, uh, to pick at it and we're very very kind of into detail and obviously i it sounds like we ripped it apart and it's a load of shit like and to me it isn't that i do like it and i'd quite happily watch it again in i don't know a few months time if it was on tv i'd quite happily sit and watch it but i wish it was more scary mm. i wish it was a lot more gorier and possibly a bit more tongue-in-cheek because yeah. I don't think you can take these films too serious. And I think, like, which is why Zombieland works well. I mean, the cast is really good and it's written really well, but it is tongue-in-cheek. It's like Scream when they talk about the rules of a horror film and <laughs> the rules of zombies. And I love the way that works yeah. because it instantly shows, yeah, you don't need to take this film too serious. We're going to have a bit of fun with the subjects of zombies. And I would like to, The Dawn of the Dead to have done this, where Zack Snyder has... He clearly does love um, zombie films, but I'd have liked him to get this opportunity and think, I'm going to have a bit of fun with this. But I know being a remake of the original uh, film, you can't, you'd be probably ripped apart by the the fans of the originals, you know what I mean? So it's dangerous ground yeah. in a way, isn't it? Yeah, I think he, like, you just alluded to it really, but yeah, they, they tried to take this seriously. Um. But unfortunately, it doesn't. You can't. You can't take it seriously, even though it's trying to be serious. No, but I, I'd give this. I'd say I'd give this three and a half out of five, and Ooh. just because it is good fun, and just the subject and the nature of it itself, you can't take it too serious. And I think with because there's been so many films like this it's hard to get an original idea and take it somewhere where it's not been. So I just like there to have been a bit more violence and gore and tongue and cheek, but I did enjoy it and I'd quite happily watch it again and go back and watch all the other films as well. Cause I liked it. But what, what do you think of it, mate? Yeah. I, like I say, I'd seen this years ago. I mean, this is 2004, so it's been out bloody ages, but, mm. and I remember really enjoying it. Um, and I have to say on viewing it again, I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much. And maybe that's because I've seen better zombie stuff since. Um, So I'm obviously comparing it to that. Um, Would I recommend it? Yeah, I recommend it. If you like zombie films and you want the usual sort of trope of a zombie film that you know everyone's going to die and people are going to do stupid shit to put people in jeopardy, then yeah, do it. You know, it, it's well shot. It's got some fantastic little individual scenes in it. Um, but it, would I watch it again? I, I probably would if it was on and there was nothing else on. I might yeah. watch it. But, you know, I don't know. I don't feel this is aged well. I think there's better zombie films out there. It tries to take itself seriously. But unfortunately, you, you just can't take it seriously due to the stuff that's in it. Um, so yeah, I'd probably give it two and a half 
that. That's push. fair. I think it's easier. It must be easier to make a film rather than the series because The Walking Dead. I invested so much time. Yeah. I, I and I think I I got up to the fact the place of when they left the prison, mm. and it got so boring and so repetitive. I was yeah. looking for an end and I wanted to know how it ended, but they kept dragging it on to finding more people, more camps, yeah. moving on. And the story just got boring and repetitive, but at, at least in a film, you can have that bit of fun and escapism for an hour and a half. And which is why I chose this film. Cause it is only yeah. just over an hour and a half, which is good fun. I'd rather watch this and I think Army of the Dead as well, and I said earlier that it did get its critics, but at least that was a bit tongue-in-cheek, even though a lot of it didn't make sense and it wasn't explained, and it was a bit <laughs> lazy writing. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's just, if you overlook the pregnancy and the, uh, the, the leader of the zombies and stuff, I just think it's good fun, and I try yeah. not to take these films too serious, because... That's the thing, you can't take these films seriously, but it's frustrating when the people that make them are trying to take it seriously, and you can see yeah. that they are, but then, but you can't. And no, they're never going to win awards, are they, these films? No, and, and like you say, that I think the biggest frustration is, isn't it, the fact that, you know, people have known about the zombie thing for fucking, you know, decades, but you make these and then obviously no one understands what zombies are or how they yeah. come about. And it would be an instant is, Oh God, you know, yeah. can we stop throwing out the same old, how does this happen? Cause yeah. you know how it happens. Just let's move on to the story of how you're going to survive it. Yeah. And you that's know, the one good thing in zombie land when Bill Murray dresses up as a zombie and they, <laughs> it is zombies. I know it ends in his death when he gets shot, which is yeah. absolutely priceless. But oh, it it's great because they're taking the piss. But it will be really nice in this film for them to actually say, "Yeah, they're the Walking Dead." Uh, it's the stuff of films. Like it's not true. Well, it is true, and just acknowledge it. Exactly. Because, exactly. Yeah. To say but I don't know what they are is bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But no, I mean, yeah, it's it's something you can sit down, like you say, for an hour and a half and give it a watch. And I don't think you regret watching it, but you might slap yourself in the face a few times face palm with some Definitely. of the shit that they do yeah but, you know that's just that's good that's just what it is but, so next week so that was dawn of the dead next week we will hopefully have james back we'll have paul back as well you don't know or might we never have back but we're going to enter the matrix we're going to enter the matrix reloaded the second one so and i've watched the second one and i've watched the third one as well it's going to be a really interesting pod because I think mm. we're going to get so many different points of view on this. Um, and I think it will be some very different opinions. So yeah. it'll be interesting to the side of the fence that you're on. I mean, I found them, as it went on, I found it very laborious, I have to say. And I, I, it was just patting itself on the back. And I found it so hard <laughs> to watch, honestly. <laughs> I really did. It's just, it was tough watching, but still, well, we'll but, see. We'll yeah, see but, what everyone says. I'm not going to give anything away just yet. So it's, next week is Matrix Two. What are we, are re- reloaded. reloaded. Then, it's, then it's the Matrix. What is it? Revelations. Revelations or Revelations or whatever the fuck it is. Rev so something. We're we doing the two Matrix films. So 
make sure you join us next week for that because it's going to be really interesting if you're new to the podcast thanks ever so much and i hope you've enjoyed what you've heard but there's so many different episodes it's about 166 different episodes that we've done there if you go on our twitter um, when we first started doing this, I uploaded everything, every episode each week on Twitter, but we're on Spotify, iTunes and all good podcasting platforms. So and I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks ever so much to everyone who carries on listening. And the volume of listeners is just increasing every month. And I say that every every month, but it, it is. And it it's getting 55, 55 and a half thousand listeners we had this month, which is amazing. It's just mental. So, um. But yeah, so thanks to everyone. We'll be back next week. Second Matrix and watch it. It's on Netflix at the moment. They're showing all of the Matrix films. So there's no excuse. Jump on that and watch it and make sure you tune in to next week's podcast. Okay, that's about it from me. Neil, have you got anything to add just before we go, my friend? I'll just uh, say thank you for tuning in. Recommend us to your friends. Um, And even if it's just to take the piss out of us, uh, we're open to anyone. Exactly, I second that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, everyone, you take care and make sure you join us next week. And that's a goodbye from us. Thanks very much. You look like an angel. Walk like an angel. Talk like an angel. But I got one. You're the devil in disguise. Oh, yes, you are.